Would you start it at all? I would have. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Um, I think I would have still started it, but maybe I would have pushed a little harder to get uh, more FaceTime with people because I realized that the one-on-one FaceTime with people is what gets people connected to you and they either like you or they don't, right? And obviously I'm going for they like me part. This is the CTE Podcast. I'm your host, Andres. Um, This series of podcasts that are coming up are going to be interviews that I do of um, individuals, people that I know, people that I meet who are starting uh, great things, either starting a business or doing charity work or activities or events that not everyone can. can do you know people want to do whatever run a marathon or climb a mountain but not everyone takes that next step to actually do it um so a lot of this, these things have to do with fear and uh self-confidence and the people that i'm going to interview have overcome that initial fear and have jumped in with both feet and have started some great things Um, So tune in to these uh, next series of podcasts. Uh, Hopefully I get a bunch of them. Uh, If you want to, um, if you want to submit your name, uh, I'll leave a link uh, in the description where you can email me your name and a short description of what you're doing. And I'll make arrangements to interview you. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make all the arrangements. I'll come out to see you. We'll do it over the internet. We all find some way to do it so that you can share your story because everyone has a story. And a lot of people think that, you know, their story is not unique or is not interesting, but that is not the case. Uh, everybody has something interesting to say. And I think everyone should hear uh, the great things that other people are doing to inspire others to do the same. So this first interview is, um, you know, someone easy to uh, uh, schedule. It was my wife. Uh, We talk about how she started her business, what she does in her off time, what she does at home. Uh, So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Leave comments down below. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, Share it with others who you think would be interested in the episode. It's a good listen. And again, there's a link in the description below, an email address where you can submit your, your story and I will get in contact with you and I can interview you. So anyway, thanks for listening and here's the show. Hey dear. Hi. How are you doing? Good. So we're sitting here on the bed. We were uh, out this morning at the Veterans Day Parade with uh, Cub Scouts. Uh, it's still super windy. Um, so it's November 11, 2018, uh, so we're just hanging out here until it's, uh, dinner time, and I'm gonna barbecue, and see if I don't get a bunch of dust on the food when I'm, uh, barbecuing because <laughs> it's super windy. So we decided to do our first interview, uh, here in our bedroom, 
Um, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, give it a short elevator pitch on who, who you are and what you do. Hello, my name's Elizabeth, and I'm a mom of three who homeschools, and I also have a business, um, consulting business, where I do various things, including uh, legislative services, intergovernmental services, grant writing, uh, liaison services, um, and do supportive services for nonprofits as well. And how did you, so you're, you're a mom, you homeschool, mm-hmm. right? And on top of that, at some point you decided to start a business. Uh, why did you want to start your business outside the home? Well, you're still in the home, but it has nothing to do with what you do inside the home. Right. So my background is I worked for... Uh, state and local government for 15 years and when we started having our babies I really wanted to be have the ability to be home with them more or with my daughter at the time and And we just kept having more and more babies (laughs) yeah and so I so I wanted to be with them more and more and um I had some ability to have a flexible schedule for a while, which which really helped when um, Catherine and Mateo, our second, was was uh, born. Now how old are they now? Uh, Catherine's 10. Mateo is 6. I know the answer, but this is part of the interview. And our baby is 2, almost 3. And he's a handful. He's a handful, handful yes. He's a firecracker. Yes. If... if Whoever made that word firecracker to describe someone, <laughs> they were made it to describe him. He's yes. more like an M80. He's not even <laughs> not like a little sparkler. He's like uh, almost almost TNT. He's basically TNT that you don't want to hold in your hand because it'll blow your hand off. Mm-hmm. But that's who that's him. He could walk upside down, I think, on the ceiling if he tried. Yeah, he has superpowers. <laughs> and he uses them currently for evil <laughs> and not good. He's getting better. Right. He's, he's mellowing out a little bit. He's showing right. more compassion. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm going to start a GoFundMe to raise bail money for him. No. I've always said that since the beginning. I'm no. going to start a fund for bail money because no. I really, he's going to, we're going to get a call <laughs> from the police. No. No, we're not. Okay. So you were, so two kids, two kids, flexible schedule. Right. And then. And then. So flexible schedule was on a contract basis, right? Or you were on contract anyway. It was a contract, but I really had a I had a empl- an agreement, an a agreement, agreement with uh empl- some empl- with an employment status with my previous employer. Uh-huh. And then the time came where I needed to make a decision to either um, go back full time, go somewhere else, or do something else, or do nothing. Or do nothing, or just stay home, which I did for a uh-huh. while. So I, um, so anyway, so my flexible schedule kind of dwindled over a year, I guess. Um, knowing that I was either going to have to go back full time or leave. Uh huh. And, and at the beginning, you were really looking to push, to push the going back, or you, were, you were leaning a lot towards just staying home. 
Yes, because I know I knew that I either going back to that my previous employer or making a jump to another place that the flexibility I needed to because the job requires full-time work and flexible schedules aren't really uh, most at least the employers that I encounter aren't very flexible or offering of which is which is really not cool because there are a lot of people who would be good employees right if the employer would be willing to be flexible right right it's still Ma- a mom or dad or or right. man or woman right? right there are a lot of people that have other things going on outside of work that prevent them from getting work right that are highly skilled in some right form specialized yeah yeah and they would be uh, a benefit to many employers right but for whatever reason employers like to have 40 hours on, or in your desk right right they need to they think they need to have you there for you to produce right so i made a decision to um and talking to you over and over was not an easy decision but i knew i needed to make a decision mm-hmm. and, and we've when we've made many decisions that way right mm-hmm. just going from you f- working full-time to part-time was a big decision right right because you're i mean so we live in california and we live in ventura county right and it's not very inexpensive right so we would be uh cutting our income by a big amount Mm -hmm. and so that was a big deal right right so we had some transition period where we came into some good some good decisions and some good decisions came our way right and we were able to have you go from part-time or full-time to part-time. Right. That was phase one. Right. So then phase two, and actually phase two and phase three happened all at the same time, right? So phase two is your contract not being renewed and you staying home. Mm-hmm. And phase three was you taking up homeschooling right. Catherine. And at the same time, our second child was born. Right. So all in like the matter of a year, I'll say, you terminated your employment. You we had a second child, mm-hmm. and you wanted to homeschool our firstborn. Right. For, starting from kindergarten. Right. Which was at that time, I only thought I was going to do it as a for one year trial period. Right. And we don't come from that background. We were not homeschooled. Right. So then our third baby was born. So we had already gone through the part time thing. And that's when the decision had to be made because there was going to be some changes at my previous employment. So I made a decision to stay home, but also was with you discussing what is an option for me to do something part-time on my own and is that realistic as a way of making some money so I explored that and I talked to a few people did a lot of talking to you and then the time came where I left I left my and I cut all ties with my previous employer mm-hmm. and, and whatever ties you didn't cut they stepped on and smashed and burned. 
well, yeah, the support that I had left. So that pretty much made a decision that, yeah, I wasn't welcome there anymore. Right. And it was no, no fault of your own, right? Why you were not welcome there anymore. No, it's just the people who... Because your name is all over that place. Yeah, I, my voice is still on the phone system. So that's pretty cheesy that they let you go. They don't renew your contract, <laughs> right? And they, and you called it the place right now. Yeah. And you set up the whole phone system. Right. And your voice is still the one that answers the phone. Yep. So basically you can charge them royalties <laughs> for using your person, <laughs> right? And without any compensation. Right. If anyone knows how we can do that, let us know. So, yeah, so I started, so I decided to, so I bounced around different ideas with you and then. Um, so I was basically your coach. Yes, you were my coach, right. my support, right. my cheerleader. And then. No skirt or pom-poms. <laughs> um, kind of using the skills that I have and the experience I have, I kind of built Which on were that. a lot because you were with a small place. Right. And, you, had, and you, had, you were in a lot of different things. Right. So I was in uh, local government, in the local government, um, in the city that I was in for thir almost 13 years and city, the city management. But because we were such a small city, you wore a lot of different hats where another, co another community, it would have been five, probably five different positions doing different things. But as they cut people, you know, you absorb duties, you absorb departments. And so, yeah, so I was filling in for two departments and then overseeing other divisions. So, yeah, so I got a lot of experience and I worked with all the different departments. So that was a good over the years. So that was a lot of experience that I had gained and, and knowledge of local government. So I decided to um, see what I could do with my skills. So then, okay, so your, your, your ties are cut, right? You've decided to go into business on your own, right? Mm-hmm. You've, in the beginning, or even now, you're still pretty broad on what you do, right? Yes. And so what was your first step into starting your business? So I needed to kind of, well... What, no, what did you do? You did something, right? The first thing was to do a self, I guess, analysis or assessment of what, what, do, I know to, what do I know how to do? And be, and it's really more for yourself mentally to try to build that confidence level because you feel that to a certain extent that you can't do it, anything on your own and that you are tied to a place. But in the process of kind of self-analysis and um, you realize that, no, these are your skills. These are, this is your experience. And when you leave, they... Shh. They come. They go with you. Open it and see what it is. They go with you. So, or, or, no, take it downstairs and see what it is. Take it down. Close it. Close it. Close it. Don't make a mess. Don't make a mess. The firecracker came. One second. Firecracker and the junior firecracker came. I think you opened it upside down, so now you're probably not gonna be able to close it. So now what you're gonna do is you're gonna leave it there. You're gonna leave it there. You're going to leave it there, and you're going to go downstairs. Go find your microphone. I put it right there. 
Go get it. So, so it's a lot of self-discovery. So then a self-assessment of skills. You know, what can I have other people pay me for? How can other people um, benefit from my skill set? And then I kind of started narrowing down what was real. What could I do as a one-person service provider? So in, in the business books that I've read, that's called your unique selling proposition, mm-hmm. right? What? So there, so in other businesses, people do what you do, mm-hmm. right? But what makes you different at what you do? Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, basically, right, so you're, so you only really, only, you only really do this any other time is when you would update your resume. Right. So it's basically, and I did, and I also did a resume, but it's a, a little different. I mean, I still, when I... If I I'm, I'm pitching to somebody, they want to know. I can tell them my experience, but they usually will want something in, in writing. So I actually do have a resume. It's more of a professional. Um, the kind of examples of work. Uh, not like a portfolio. Not I. D- I do have some 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 work products that I have set aside and I've provided to some people, uh, but most people do want some kind of. It's really a resume, but it's more of a uh, something you would receive from a professional firm of, you know, their credentials, right, their credentials, their experience. So it's written a little bit different from a, a, a staff level resume that you put in when you apply for a, a job. Um, but that's still something they want to know what I've done and how it is that I know what I say I know. Right. So there's basically... It's taking your word for it, but then you have something to back it up. Right. So. So did you, how did you, did you market yourself at all? I did. So, so in, in my knowing you, right, you, you know a lot of people in different places, right? So you, you have a lot of networking. So did you just market to your network at first or how did you? How did you start getting the word out that you were doing stuff on your own? So I did reach out to I w- I when I Okay, hold on one second. We'll edit this out. The CTE podcast is brought to you by Café Tres Estrellas. Café Tres Estrellas is a small batch craft coffee roaster located in Oxnard, California. Visit us by following the link in the description below. If you want some fresh, locally roasted, organic, fair trade coffee, um, visit the website, place your order, and we will get it right out to you. Thanks a lot, and here's the rest of the show. So... You were starting, we're, we're back. We had an issue to attend to with the children. Um, so you're back, so you're, you have no people. You know, you have a list of people you've networked with, right? Your first reach out is to your network. Is that true? Yes, so I made sure all my contacts were updated and made a, off of those a list of people that... I felt I had some some form of relationship with uh, minor or major to 
reach out to. So when I left, when I left, I sent out an email, um, I guess the next day or the, telling everybody on my contact list, um, I put a website together. So I, I had did that before I actually cut ties. So then I sent out an email to everybody letting them know what I was going to do and letting them know that I was available for, um, to get, to talk if, if needed and my services. And then I started reaching out individually to the people I felt more comfortable with or had more of a relationship with. And not so much everybody was for, for work because a lot of them were just people that I knew were very connected. So it was more to let them know individually that I was available, that I had a business that I was trying to uh, network and asking them for their support. So I did that um, with a, a few people. Um, and surprisingly enough, most people that I thought were supportive really weren't that supportive. But I had been told that by several people already who have been in business by them, uh, on their own, other consultants in our area, um, which I had communicated with and to kind of get their ideas and their experiences. Um, but yeah, most people really don't, aren't willing to help you or. Well, not really help, but give you business. Business or at least pitch your name out. They, they don't, they just shake their head and say, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I did that for a while and then, um, reached out to a couple other people outside of my immediate circle that I had no relationships with at all, did not know at all. Um, other er people in the county. Um, originally, I was I thought I would get more business from grant writing, which was what I really was trying to pitch for, and I reached out to a lot of different organizations. Um, didn't get much there. I found that most organizations either don't have money or think that they should pay very minimal for a lot of work. And a lot of them, you said, didn't want to pay unless they got the grant. Right, they want guarantees, writing, right. which is unheard of. No grant writer who gets paid for would ever do that because right. there's no, it's a lot of work. Uh -huh. You're not going to put a month's work of time to maybe get paid. And that could be, and that could, that shows that maybe that's why they don't get grants Right, because they don't understand the game. Right, and right. And they're looking for. I understand that they may be a nonprofit or a charity, but they're looking for charity, <laughs> right? Yeah. Themselves, right? When they're right, they don't want to put any no skin in the game. Right, or they think it's just well, you just write a, you know, few a few pages of whatever the pitch is, and anybody can do it. So why are you charging? What you're charging, charge. right? So. I continue to network um, through more uh, through local government. I did a couple interviews locally with other communities. Again, people I did not know at all, and um, didn't get so much. It wasn't really, it's not really an interview. It's uh, you're you're pitching them, right? Right, pitching them. Yeah, I guess yeah. And then. I did some some networking on LinkedIn and social media to the rescue. Yeah. And 
um, so I say I'd have, I got my largest contract I got through there. Again, didn't have a relationship with the person. And did you reach out to them or they reached out to you? I reached out to them. Um, and they reached back out and asked some questions and I responded and then they wanted to set up a time to meet and it kind of went on from there and that. So how, how long from when you left your previous employment mm -hmm. to when you had this first contact with your big contract? The big contract, it took, oh my, well, when I first had contact with them, I'd say probably like three or four months. And in that time? But then I didn't actually get the contract. The, our conversations continued over months. So I actually didn't get the contract until late in the year. So it would have been closer to eight months later. I actually got a and In contract. that time, you were questioning what you did. Uh, yeah, at times. But I, I mean, my main goal was to be home with the kids. So in that sense, I knew I was doing the right thing. But it was... I was on one side doing the right thing, but then obviously the potential to, I knew I could go get a job somewhere and make money. And was I doing the right thing by not doing that? Right. So. But then you would lose all, everything that you were looking to do, right? You would lose your flexibility. Right. You wouldn't be here with the kids. Right. 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 I mean, there are people that homeschool with full-time jobs, but I assume that they're that's a lot more difficult and a lot more schedule dependent, right? You live by the clock. Yeah. Because your time is limited even more. Evenings and weekends for sure. Yeah. Right. So you get your first. So I had a couple minor, minor jobs before that one time jobs with some, some uh, in the private sector, some businesses that I had reached out to people that I had interacted with in my previous um, position so um, they actually reached out to me um, months later out of the blue after I had left. Because, I had, again, I had sent that initial email, that mass email sending, telling everybody. And then um, I think over the holidays, I also, something I, I, you know, I would send out something for some major holidays or something. And so anyway, so I got a, a few jobs there. Um more of land use, just different, just different kind, different kind of things, not all related to the same type of work. Um, and then I landed the big, the bigger contract later in the year. Mm. So, and and right now we, we've spoken about this already. Right, right now, you're kind of trying to keep it at the level that it's at right now, right? Because it's manageable, right? Right. You're I mean, because uh, I've spoken with a buddy at work. Right. About what you're doing just in, you know, conversation. And basically you have your job because, I mean, uh, people say they don't have time to do what you're doing mm -hmm. for your customer that you're working for now. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, uh, and I would say that 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 is not. Um, that is not unique to the place you're working at. Mm -hmm. So at any point, you can uh, you can turn on your business to a much higher level, right? But right now, you're at a point where it's all manageable. So your main focus is just to keep it at the level it is now 
so you can have time for everything that you want to do. Right. Right. So uh, why, why do you think, why do you think you have your job? Why do I have the Why do you have the, the, the contract? contract? So the contract you have now is, is important, mm-hmm. right? Um, it makes money for who you're working for, mm-hmm. right? Which is basically what I mean. That no one would hire you if you were making money. My point is that it's it's a high ticket. You, what you do is the result of what you do is a high ticket item, right? Right. So why do you think where you're working for doesn't have someone to do what you're doing? They they uh, well I know for the the place I'm I'm working for. They removed the position or they, they've had some staff changes and they removed the position years back and they absorbed it in another position and like a lot of things, it wasn't, it's not the, it wasn't a primary duty of the position that they gave it to. So it was kind of pushed to the side. It was kind of done as needed, which was really, was only done never and the um, new management that came in knew there was nobody doing the job, so they wanted. They were looking for a way to fill that those duties without bringing in a a full time person. So they were going to try to multiply the, you know, the duties into another position. And it just happened that I reached out. I just happened that um, I pitch. I was pitching grants again. When I reached out, um, but on my website I have all the various services I potentially could be doing mm-hmm. for somebody. Again, it's just a compilation of my skills and experience. And he saw that and he said, "That's when he asked for a meeting." And when we spoke, he wanted to know how much I really did know of that. Um, those those uh, skills or what my experience was and in talking he realized that I actually did have local government position I was local I was accessible and so everything kind of lined up that it was something that they could benefit from and I had a local presence already I knew people locally so that all helped to my benefit and obviously my experience and background so if you had to go back to um, and you, and you can you can decide where the beginning is, right? And we're talking about beginning of starting your own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that you would do differently? Hmm. Would you start it at all? I would have, yeah, I would have, I would have, um, I think I would have still started it, but maybe I would have pushed a little harder to get, uh, more FaceTime with people because I realized that the one-on-one FaceTime with people is what gets people connected to you and they either like you or they don't, right? And obviously I'm going for they like me part. I, I had heard that somewhere else, so... Um, instead of just sending emails, right? Because emails get and that, I mean, and that, well, depending on how you well, so that it all works, right? But um, you know, I'm a, I'm a consumer of lots of podcasts, mm-hmm. right? And 
someone mentioned, you know, yeah, that's just, you know, you talk to someone, right? And you know, the conversation is better, right? And so conversation is not just talking, right? It's how you how you how they perceive you, right. your body language and right. how you show up and how you present right. yourself. And you can only do that so much over right. Even over the phone. Yeah, no, right? you can't. So I mean, getting the, the FaceTime right. with somebody you know, helps them drill, build trust with you, which right. is important because you're they're giving you money to do something. Right. Right. And they don't they don't know who you are. Right. Right. And I think I depended. Oh, I thought I think I depended too much on or. I guess hoped that I would have that my personal quote unquote pers- personal professional connections would help me out. Um, not realizing at the time that you know, the people who you, you need, you need to, one, you need to sell yourself, but you, you can build new relationships with people that actually have more authority to give you right. potentially a job, you know, money. Right. So who, who you, who you thought were your network weren't really decision makers. Right. Right. So I would spend more time again. I mean, it really comes down to go, you have, literally have to go knock on doors or, make phone calls and try to get in somewhere to see the right person. Um, even if they say no, but at least now they see your face and they know. So when you do send an email and you do send something that might benefit them, um, now they at least know who you are. So I think I would have done that. Would that be your, so if you had to give one tip to someone who was starting their own business, that doesn't have to be of your own, um, you know, like what you're doing mm-hmm. right? in general, someone starting a business, mm-hmm. would that be your tip or do you have another tip for someone that's starting their own business? Well, this is more of, I guess more for a service. This is a direct service type business like mine. Um, I would say, yeah, talking to people is important, not being afraid to talk to them, not being afraid to sell yourself um, and your skill sets. And, you know, it's just, I think just being yourself, I'm pretty, consider myself a pretty casual person I'm not um, you know you have to just go in and be yourself and um, try to you know sell yourself in a obviously very professional manner but uh, don't be afraid to say what you know what to do what you've done and what you can help them with because I think sometimes we assume again coming from a, a employee mindset that our employer somehow is making us when when you're making the employer when yeah it's you made yourself right either through your work experience you know working working yourself up or through education and experience you gain the skill you gain the experience right when you leave a place you take that with you right you take the knowledge with you the employer is left with having to train the next person right um so especially if you have a lot of experience under your belt then you should believe that you do have it uh-huh. and are you, are you proud of what you've done so far yeah i think i've met my goal yeah. <laughs> for the year uh-huh. yeah i set a goal for the year to make a certain amount of money and good i'm and proud of you yeah thank you uh-huh. we, we always have discussions on uh you, you know, me, me. So I, I'm start trying to start a business, right? I'm trying to start a coffee roasting business, mm-hmm. right? 
and uh, I see you starting your business and getting customers and right and I'm very proud of that right and so um, so the whole reason I'm doing these interviews this is interview number one right is to find things or points or ways right that other people have used in starting their business mm-hmm. right because I've never started I've always been an employee right um, you know what can I do to uh, help me start my business right so your tip is to you know and you've said it before and because I've, I've never had a job that way I really don't know how to I mean, I can talk to I mean, talk to you right now, right? I can talk to somebody, right? But if it's trying to sell something, right, then I'm totally lost on what mm-hmm. what to do, right? So just practicing the pitch, right, right, is the most important thing, right? What is your unique selling proposition? Right? Mm-hmm. What can you do for them that they can't do for themselves, right? Right, and what's so special about you and what you do that would make them want to give you basically your guess how you how do you get the money from them, right? right? Yeah, and it's not about being like arrogant or cocky or anything like that. I think me personally, I think you just be yourself, right? Everybody, if you have a, if you have a good personality, it comes through when you're just talking, but you, you know, you need to be relaxed obviously. And, mm-hmm. and it comes through and you believe in your service or your product, or, you know, your store, whatever it is, it'll, you know, people like to talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. You go shopping somewhere, you go talk to somebody. It's pleasant to talk to somebody who's nice, right? If somebody sits there in a bad mood or right, or being arrogant, right, it's a t- total turn off. Like, why would you go there again or buy anything from them? Or so, I think um, talking, just not being afraid to talk to people. You know, you have to sell your product or service, whatever it is. And if they want it, they'll they want it. If they don't, then they don't, and it's okay. Cool. So you're a, you're a, would you consider yourself a stay-at-home mother? You're a stay-at-home mother, homeschooler, uh, I'm, small, I'm, do you, is it a small business, are you a small business owner? I'm a, are you, are you an entrepreneur? What are you? I'm sure there's a name for, I'm a mom, a mompreneur. Mom, mom, mompreneur. Yes, that, that, I saw okay. that. <laughs> so, uh, so you do all that, mm-hmm. right? So what are your hobbies? Oh, I have a lot of hobbies. So I just don't do a lot of them anymore. Well, <laughs> let's say, okay, let's say give me two. Yeah, what are your two hobbies that you do to distract yourself from, um, so, you know, hobbies are, hobbies at some, you know, sometimes hobbies are, are a lot of work. Right. Right. But they're not a responsibility. Right. Right. So what you do most of the time, 80% of your time, and you can pick that number, whatever you want, right? So 80% of your time, you're doing responsibilities. Mm-hmm. 20% of your time, you're doing your hobbies, mm-hmm. which are things that you like to do, right? And some people like, I mean, there are some hobbies that are like a lot of a lot of work, right? But and, people but do they're enjoyable, because, right? Because they don't have to; they choose to spend it. So, what two do I enjoy? Hobbies do you do you do? I like plants. Okay. And then my garden's looking a little sad right now. Okay. But I like gardening, so I have a veggie garden and I have a bunch of fruit trees. A like, lot of them. Like a lot. I have like, I think I counted f- close to, I think we have close to 40 between the front and backyard. Uh-huh. Fruit trees in a regular track home uh-huh. neighborhood. Um, For a while you wanted to turn the whole backyard into some sort of <laughs> orchard. Ag- orchard. 
yeah so i like gardening i like plants i can literally be out there for like hours and it's not really work for me even uh -huh. if i'm shoveling dirt yeah um and picking weeds okay weeds aren't my favorite but i like being outside with uh -huh. my plants and then i like I'll, i have a lot of crafts so i like i like sewing i do sewing and you made things right? yeah yeah, I'm a so I, I'd, I'd, I'd consider myself a sewer. I have a sewing machine. I know how to do things. Uh -huh. Not just buttons and <laughs> stuff like that, right? No, not just yeah, close a hole, no. And then I I do embroidery. I mean, I have a lot of different things. So I guess those would be my big ones. And you get on kicks, huh? right? You get, you get on streaks where there are so some times where you do a lot of gardening. <laughs> And then you get sick of gardening, and then you do a lot of sewing, and then you get sick of sewing. I, I'm just trying to make up for all the time I wasn't doing it. That's why. Right. So maybe you should <laughs> sprinkle everything in. Instead. It's just because once you get into it, right, you got to do, do uh -huh. it. Uh huh. You know, sewing is like you got to, otherwise you don't finish it, and then, you know, three months later it's like, oh, I started a bag. Uh huh. It's half sewn. So, but yeah, those are that's what I like to. And and do. and I benefit from the gardening because I. Well, I don't really get to eat a lot of fruit because the kids eat most of it, but <laughs> there's yeah. some fresh fruit in the garden at some points. I try to save some for you. Figs figs are a fight. Yeah. We got good fig a good fig crop this year. So how how do you so you know, you do all that stuff, right? You're doing things. How do you want to be and this may be I mean, no one I don't think anyone this isn't a good answer. I mean, this isn't like a happy I guess it could be happy. How do you want to be remembered? Right. In a happy way? Or, or in, in general. So you want, how do you want to be, I mean, so. Like in life? So you die. Okay. So you die. <laughs> okay. And then how do you want people to remember you? Oh, okay. When they say, oh, yeah, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Um, right? Yeah. She was. A good mom. A good wife. Those would be my primary things. Right? She liked to, she liked nature. She liked to do a lot of stuff outside she liked her plants i think a lot of people know that i like plants uh -huh. um just a good person i was a you know if i'm if i give you a good life as a wife and my kids as a mom and and she she liked to keep herself busy and do a lot of different things and taught my kids had hopefully they can carry on some of my hobbies they take some of my likes with them, then they carry on. I think that's, and if I can impact some people and do good for other people, then even better. Right. I don't think there's much more than that. Yeah, I think that. Would, that I think that's what everyone wants, right? They just want to be yeah. remembered. Remembered, right? Number one, remembered. Mm -hmm. Right. Even though people say it, I don't, I don't care, right? So if you want to be remembered, and then you want to be remembered as, you know, someone positive mm -hmm. that gives, mm -hmm. and people learn from. Mm -hmm. And you and you as a person have helped other yeah. people. Yeah, if I can help other people, you know, outside of us, of our family, then that'd be a good thing. Okay. So do you have a, so you can, right now you can either um, pitch what you do mm -hmm. or you can let everyone know if you don't have a pitch prepared, right? Or you can let everyone know where to find you online. Okay. Well, my, so my name's Elizabeth Paniawa, and my um, business is EP Consulting Services, 
and you can see a list of my services on my website, which is uh, epconsultingservices.com. And like I said earlier, I have a pretty pretty extensive list of, of, of services, but some of the main ones that I have, uh, I think I can I can help organizations, you know, government, local government, nonprofits, agencies, um, small businesses. Is um, I could be said grant writing. If there's any any grants that anybody might be interested in from foundations, um, small business type grants, sometimes corporate corporate grants, uh, government grants. That's all something I can I can help anybody with. Um, intergovernmental relations, um, legislative. If you need help com communicating with your state, with local, or federal legislators, I'm the person for you. Um, also, any um, permitting type help that you might need getting through your bureaucracy at your local government level or state level. Um, that's something we can help you with as well. And when you say we, you mean you, I mean me, <laughs> I say, I, I say we, but it's important. I actually, I heard that's important that you don't want to say me. No, because then people think, oh, you mean you are just you, but right. it's people would more, much rather reach out to a we than to a you. Right. They right. just think it's, you know, yeah, big old company. Right. Yeah. Just, it just, it just makes it sound more, more official, <laughs> more established. Yeah. Well, it's me and you. <laughs> I'll get your coffee. Um, and then, you know, any, I'm also uh, very experienced if you need any translation into Espanol, uh -huh. uh, written, you know, Spanish for <laughs> good uh, quality uh, professional translations. I can help you out with that. Um, and in general, government related services, grant writing. So is, is LinkedIn your preferred social media? Uh, right now, yes. So, do you know your LinkedIn? Is there a LinkedIn address? I, if you look me up under Elizabeth Paniawa, uh, that's Elizabeth with an S, and Paniawa with a P. P A N I A G U A. <laughs> yes, started with a P. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Cool. All right. Any any final final words or thoughts? No, I just wish everybody the best. To grow your business and. Keep working hard and believe believe in yourself. Cool. We'll so, do good. All right. So we're going to barbecue right now. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you today. Thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. That was the interview with my wife, Elizabeth. Uh, she has a great story. She has a lot more stories to tell. Maybe we'll get her back on to tell another one. Uh, but let me know what you think. Uh, hopefully, if you're thinking about starting a small business, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're thinking about changing careers, uh, hopefully you got some good information out of that. Um, if you want uh, more information on what she's done and what she's doing, go ahead and contact me in the email. I'll send an email to in the link below, and I will forward the questions to her. And um, you know, maybe we'll have uh, another interview where we will answer those questions via Q and A. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, again, share this with anyone who you think is uh, interested in uh, learning about, uh, you know, stories that people are people do in their life. Uh, if you have an inter a story that you think is interesting, 
If you want to share your story with others, um, click the link, click the email link below. Send me an email with your story, and I will be happy to interview you, and we can share that with everybody. Again, thanks a lot for listening. Share this, like this, keep listening, um, and I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks a lot. Bye.